Welcome to A Court of Swish and Flick, A Court of Thorns and Roses podcast. Look at the stars and wish we welcome you to the 10th episode of a court of swish and flick and this episode is sponsored by kara lynn thank you kara she's in discord today thanks Kara. <laughs> i'm tiffany i'm megan i'm katie and i'm sarah and today we will be discussing chapter nine of a court of thorns and roses Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because hopefully they might like us too. If you do, please. Thank you. Uh, follow us. <laughs> like us. Please like us. Like and share. Like share our episode. Thank you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Court of Swish and Flick and on Twitter at ACOSAF. If you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash a court of swish and flick. Supporting our podcast gives you access to live recordings now. Woohoo! Because this is Yay. now the second one that we're doing live. So it gives you access to our Discord channel and our Facebook group. Um, and also our episodes will be coming out early for patrons posted to Patreon the weekend before. So thank you all so much for your support. If you have any questions or concerns, you can send those to our email, which is a court of swish and flick at gmail.com. Woo-woo! Email, email. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Feyre is going to attempt to get some help from Lucian. Ta-da! All right. So Alice and the other servant women were preparing a bath for Feyre, and... She I is want reviewing to do that for me. <laughs> She's <laughs> reviewing her plan in her mind um, that she thought, like, hmm, how am I going to get this done? So Tamlin had said that he and Lucian had various duties. <laughs> duties. <laughs> We're all in our thirties. <laughs> <laughs> so locating Lucian alone was going to be her first order of business. So, like, casually questioning Alice, which I feel like Feyre doesn't give herself enough credit for being, like, thoughtful and crafty. You know what I mean? So she's, like, casually questioning Alice, and Alice reveals that Lucian most likely had Border Patrol today and would be at the stables preparing to leave at that time. Border Patrol! And so by the time that Feyre is halfway through the gardens... Tamlin says from behind her, no tripwires today. And so she freezes. She's like, fucking fairy stealth. (laughs) 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 But that's most likely the reasoning that he's able to like creep up on her so silently, even in the gravel, because she didn't hear anything. Um, And so he's like, his morning work is postponed. But like, was it? Or is this Mm -hmm. like... All part of the plan, baby. You know what I mean? Uh, so he offers to take her on a ride across the grounds, but not before he, he showed off his muscly forearms. You know what I'm saying? Swole. We get, a, we get a peep. We get a peep of them arms. And so <laughs> Therith thinks again, quote, 
Again, that effort to be accommodating, even when every word seemed to pain him, maybe he could eventually be swayed by Lucian. And until then, how much could I get away with if he was going at such lengths to make uh, his people swear not to harm me, to shield me from the treaty? I smiled blandly and said, I'd prefer to spend today alone, I think. But thank you for the Ooh. offer. <laughs> and so Ooh. he tensed and he goes, what about... And she cuts him off and says, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, <laughs> and she, she says, I interrupted, marveling at a bit, marveling a bit at my own audacity, but I had to catch Lucian alone. I had to feel him out. He might already be gone. And I said, this is a court of the audacity of this beach. <laughs> <laughs> So even at this rejection, and this is just, I hate this, okay? I hate this for everyone. At the rejection, Tamlin clenches his fists. Okay, calm down. And she could tell that he's fighting against the claws that were underneath. Dumb. He's got control issues. I hate it. It makes me want to just punch him in the face. A chill pill? What, because he... Because he's clenching his fist? Because he's so irritated that he got rejected. And he's fighting the claws that are supposed to come out when he gets, you know, some kind of way. But, like, I think this little bit is just reminding us that this man has control issues. He always stabs himself in the face later. Hate it. Anyways, he doesn't do anything except prowl back to the house without another word. So, maybe... Maybe if he had a clock and a candlestick to help him, this wouldn't be taking so long. <laughs> I'm just saying. It would be different. There's just, teapots just, I'm just going to sip some tea. Just saying. Just, just, just posted saying. the gif of the beast going, then go ahead and starve. I, <laughs> we just actually watched Beauty and the Beast yesterday. That's one of my favorite things when uh, toddlers won't eat. <laughs> then go ahead and starve. If she doesn't eat with me, she, she doesn't, doesn't eat, eat at all. all. So, anyways, hoping that Tamlin wasn't going to be a problem for her soon, she hurries off to the stables, and maybe if she escaped, she wouldn't wonder why Tamlin ever bothered trying. But we find out. We find out why. So she arrives at the stables out of breath and ear, but she tries not to appear like that. And all the stable boys were also wearing masks, and they were wearing horse masks. And Feyre felt pity for them at what the Blight had done. None of them looked at her, and she thought about how they would have to wear the masks until someone figured out how to undo the magic holding them. Hmm. Who's, Who's going to break that curse? Who dat? Who dat? got to hang out with a worm? Ugh. I hate that. So you mean kill a worm? Yeah. A verm. So she finds Lucian astride a black gelding, and I was like, what's a gelding? Nothing. What's a gelding with you? Uh, it's a castrated male horse. Oh. Oh. Yep. <laughs> uh, or it could be a pony, donkey, or mule, but it's castrated. There you go. That's okay, a gelding. something new today. Yep. I wonder, like, why she felt the need that that was important to say. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Somebody can pen her a letter. Like, couldn't you just say... 
A horse. A horse? <laughs> well, that's a horse of a different color. Dear Ms. Mass. <laughs> Why? Please explain. Gelding? Question mark? Why? <sighs> Anyways. So Lucian pretty much makes Feyre speechless because he isn't stupid. And he knows, like, she has plans. He knows what she wants. Morning, Feyre. I tried to hide the stiffening in my shoulders, tried to smile a bit, going for a ride or merely reconsidering Tam's offer to live with us. I tried to recall the words I'd come up with earlier, the words to win him, but he laughed and not pleasantly. Come now, I'm to patrol the southern woods today, and I'm curious about the abilities you used to bring down my friend, whether accidental or not. It had been a while since I encountered a human, let alone a fey killer. Indulge me in a hunt. And this was actually going well because he invited her. So it's going well for her, even if it felt to her like she was facing a bear in its den. Or a fox in its hole. Either way. (laughs) (laughs) I'd go with fox. She says bear, but we'll go with fox. (laughs) She missed an opportunity there. She did. Absolutely. I don't know. Uh, So Fair is thinking like, my kind of hunting isn't really done on horseback because she was used to using traps and snares and stalking. And again, this reminds uh, it's me. It's a what? Huh? It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> uh, I like, I don't, I don't mean to beat this into the ground, but like, again, this just reminds me of Katniss and Gale in the hunger games. Like imagine uh, mm. thinking of all of their like traps and snares that they set outside district 12 when they would like yeah. sneak out underneath the, Electric fence that wasn't plugged in. Oh, Gail. Um, so Feyre like really just doesn't know how to hunt on a horse. That's not, it's not her thing. Uh, she's never even had the opportunity to attempt it because I would assume owning a horse means you have a moolah and they did not. So Lucian took a quiver of arrows from a stable boy and then said, to her no ash arrows today unfortunately just as a little like you know snide comment uh so Feyre bit back a retort she like didn't understand why he would invite her if he was forbidden from hurting her like maybe it was to mock her or maybe he was just bored I don't really know why he invited her I guess I guess maybe just to like get to know her better to see if like it was even a chance that she would ever even like them he's i think part of it could just be that he's curious to see like she looks like skin and bones how did she overcome yeah this fairy clearly something's different about her killed the fox (laughs) or hopefully not (laughs) i mean he's still kicking so yes yes um so soon enough oh Wait, hold on. I skipped over like a whole little section. Where the heck am I? I hate when I do that. Ash arrows. Okay. Fight back retorts. So so she shrugs and then she's like, well, I am already dressed for a hunt. So why not? And Lucian says, perfect. And then all Feyre can think about now is just like, she really prays that Tamlin doesn't come walking up to be like, all right, I'm coming with you because she just turned him down so fast. Um, she uses this though later on mm-hmm. to like fuck with him. Yeah, she, the whole she has the whole plan of because he's already insecure 
or then uses his whole plan to be like, I'm going to make it look like I'm in delusion. I fancy the Doesn't fox. end well for anyone. Yeah. What does the fox say? <laughs> ring, 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 ring. She's my mate. <laughs> What'd you say? She's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> and Elaine's like, uh, but fuck is no. she? <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know. Mm. I don't hate it. I don't want her and Asriel together. So sorry for those shippers. 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 Um. I just like I think it's interesting like what if Feyre did like Lucian over Tamlin like what was what's Tamlin gonna do about it I mean like you can't force somebody into liking you but he's just like so possessive send, he send, makes it, you send he Lucian makes into seem, the human um, realm again and make him find somebody else he does like later on when he like realizes like how much their time they're spending like him and Lucian get into it like they he's so like her thinking this is not like super unfounded and we know that Tamlin has jealousy issues and a whole host of other issues but you do see him and Lucian having words about it yeah and Lucian's like I, dude I don't want her like <laughs> yeah um so Lucian has the stable boys get a horse ready for Feyre and she waits and is she just can't like all she's thinking and focusing on is keeping an eye on the doorway for a sign of Tam, uh, Tamlin has been spotted, but he does not come. Um, so soon she's on a white mare. Better than a gelding. <laughs> I prefer white mare. Uh, and riding with Lucian through the woods. So she keeps like a good distance behind him. And she just keeps thinking about how she hopes his eye can't like see out of the back of his head. Which makes me think of Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Um. So this next part here, I like, again, I think that this is an example of Feyre's artistic eye. And I just like love how it's written. So they're riding through the woods and this is her thought process. She says the thought didn't sit well and I shoved it away along with the part of me that marveled at the way the sun illuminated the leaves and the clusters of crocuses that flew like flashes of vibrant purple against the brown and green. So she's also... Like, I just like how she's picturing the colors and mm -hmm. the light coming through. That's just like an artistic eye. And I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, so she's also, as she's writing, again, we've talked about this, I think, Tiff in this episode, definitely last episode, how she's like thinking about like noticing things for survival. Mm -hmm. So she like notices the trees are good for climbing. She notices that she can hear water sources nearby. Um, she's recognizing and trying to remember the shape and the slope of the path. And she also notices that the forest is empty. Um, so Lucian is then like, well, you certainly have the quiet part of hunting down because she's not talking to him. She's taking in everything in the forest. Uh, and she's glad that he came to her and not the other way around in terms of like starting a conversation right now because she she wasn't really sure like what she was going to do with this time that she gets with him. Cause again, she's like trying to figure out how to convince him and like befriend him um, convincingly enough to befriend him at least. So she takes notice of the quiver and arrows that she has on her 
and how they're bigger than the arrows that she had at home. So like because of that, she's thinking even if she did try to target something, she was probably going to miss because she needs to get like readjusted to the weight and balance of the new bow. I missed. I missed. Um, and she also then started thinking about how it was literally just five years ago that she had used the very last of her father's coppers to buy her own bow and arrow that she used and how ever since then, every month she would allot a small sum of money for new arrows and replacement strings. Um, so, I mean, like five years is a long time to have hunted, but like Lucian has probably done it much longer. And like Lucian also does it for sport and not survival. So it's just like different. Right. Well, I mean, but if they're being attacked, that's also survival. True. That's true. Um, so Lucian, again, like he wanted to engage in conversation. So he like tried again. He just asked if there had been any game good enough for her to slaughter they had passed plenty of squirrels and birds and Feyre points out that like it doesn't really seem necessary for her to kill anything because they have plenty of food and usually a ton of left over so like it would be wasteful for her to kill something and she also silently thought to herself that like squirrel wouldn't even be fit for the table that you know, for like all the food that's on the table, like thinking back to everything that was on there for them to eat. Like she couldn't imagine them serving squirrel. Mm -hmm. Squirrel. Um, (laughs) Tiffany, what do you think? A delicacy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like this about Feyre though, because like she clearly doesn't want to ever hunt just for sport. It was purely necessity and she just wanted to feed herself and her family. Yeah. Not wanted. She had to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hon- and honestly, like, that's how I view hunting myself. Cause, like, I obviously come from the country. I've said it probably 40 million times within the past however many years I've been podcasting. But, like, people in my family hunt, but it's not like they do it for a trophy. Um, freezers get stocked mm-hmm. and and stuff is shared. So, nothing. Nothing goes to waste. Um, yeah. And that's, honestly, that's how it should be. That is how hunting should be, in With, my humble opinion. Yeah. There shouldn't be any uh, big game hunting. Yeah, I hate that. And if you do that, if you get your jollies off of killing an animal for fun, I think you need to reevaluate yourself and get some help. Because every yeah. time, I will tell you this, every time, and my father included, every time... Um, they have a successful hunt. Every single one of them cries every time. But honestly, like where we're at in Ohio, if you don't control where I'm talking about white tailed deer, if you don't control that population, I mean, deer kill with car accidents and stuff like that. So it's got to be maintained in some way. And, you know, that's my spiel on hunting. Yeah, I agree. Um, so like, as she says this about the whole, like, well, it doesn't really make sense for me to have killed anything. Lucian just kind of like snorts, but is silent, like doesn't have anything to say to that. Um, and then Feyre notices she's just again, like looking through the forest as they're going and she describes flowering lilac that they pass under and it's purple cones are drooping low enough to graze her cheek like cool velvety fingers. And I again, just like the description of that. And she notes that it isn't really useful, but maybe it could be used as a good hiding spot. Is lilac approved? 
Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Megan approved. Um, mm. So she finally engages back in conversation with Lucian and says, you said you were an emissary for Tamlin. Do emissaries usually patrol the grounds? She wasn't really that interested, but like wanted to sound casual. She's literally just like asking to, again, gain his trust. Uh, and Lucian says, yeah, I'm Tamlin's emissary for formal uses, but uh, this was Andrus's shift. So someone needed to fill it. And I just kind of put like a, mm, I think that she feels bad after this, but yeah. Well, I don't think she ever felt good about it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but just like to have a casual conversation and not really expect to hear that was probably like, oh shit. Yeah, that's my yes. fault that you're doing this right now. Yeah. It, yeah, that does hit her too because it it says um, she thinks Andrus had a place here. He had friends here. He wasn't just some nameless, faceless fairy. And then again, with her self-esteem, she says, no doubt he was more missed than I was, which is really sad. Um, yes. And she does say, I'm sorry. And she, she means it. And she admits, mm -hmm. I didn't know what he meant to you all. So this is like one of those first instances we get of her having compassion for the Fae. Mm -hmm. um, Lucian shrugs it off, even though I think it really does bother him quite a lot. And he says, Tamlin said the same pretty much. And I guess that's why he brought you here. And then he says, or maybe you look so pathetic in those rags that he took pity on you. So Feyre decides to snap back because Alice said that Lucian could use someone to slap him around a little bit. So she said, I wouldn't have joined you if I'd have known you would use this ride as an excuse to insult me. And that does make Lucian smirk and apologize. I don't think he actually, like, actually apologized, but... Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Um, and Farah thinks, I might have called him a liar, but I know they can't lie. So was that sincere? No, they can lie. You just don't know that yet. That's such. That's like one of the worst beliefs <laughs> that she right. has. Yeah, and that they know, have. Is that the them. worst, or is it pretty funny? Because when they tell her, she's like, "What?" Because she, I, know, I mean, like laugh, they can. They? I mean, humans are yeah. like gonna believe everything they say. It's just bonkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, hilarious. I know it's kind of not, but it also kind of is. Who started that rumor? Right. <laughs> a fairy. Right. Definitely a fairy. For sure. Um, so Lucian decides he's pretty much done messing around with whatever small talk they've got going on. And he just straight up asks, so when are you going to start trying to persuade me to talk to Tamlin into freeing you from the treaty? And she's like, oh, <laughs> shocked and tries to deny it, obviously. Um, but Lucian's not dumb. He's figured it out. He says he's impressed and flattered that she thinks he has any kind of sway like that with Tamlin, um, which again like brings up their like weird relationship that they have because it's like weird relationship buddies, but they're not buddies, you know. Yeah, but you would think that like, like if you think about Reese and how he interacts. Granted, we all we see are like his inner circle, mm -hmm. and how he's willing to like hear them. But obviously, like those are truly his friends. That's his family. So we see him like listening to all points of views, but like he would also take like any like he would sit there and he would actually sit and listen where like Tamlin would not. You know what I mean? Like think with the whole tie thing and the rates being like, we don't have enough to give you. And he's like, I don't care. You have two days where like Reese would doesn't even make people pay a tie. Right. Right. It's just. 
You know, if there wasn't a red flag before. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Truly. Um, So Lucian says, before you waste one of your precious few human breasts, let me explain two things to you. One, if I had my way, you'd be gone, so it wouldn't take much convincing on your part. Two, I can't have my way because there is no alternative to what the treaty demands. There's no extra loophole. And Feyre gives up her act and she's like, there has to be something. And he's like, he says, I admire your balls. First of all, (laughs) those things are quite vulnerable. Don't know why that's a phrase. (laughs) Didn't Betty White say that where she's like, um, yeah, yeah. happy birthday, Betty White. Happy birthday, Betty White. She says that you should say, I, what, hold on. How does she phrase it? She said you should talk about vaginas instead because those things can take a pounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I love her. I know. I know. Um, Solution says, I admire your balls, or maybe it's stupidity, but you're stuck here. And Feyre thinks, like, I think her world shuts down for a second, and she's just thinking, like, I, I can't just stay here forever until I die. Um, like, maybe there's some other way I could figure this out. There's got to be something. And she's panicking inside. So they ride in silence for a while until she gets control over herself um, and can start questioning Lucian again. And she asks where the rest of Tamlin's court is. Did they all flee because of the blight? And this strikes something with Lucian. Like he thinks that she means something else. And he asks too quick, how'd you know about the court? Um, And she plays it cool and just starts asking about the masks. And we find out that they had all chosen what to wear, even the servants, in honor of Tamlin's shape-shifting gifts. And Feyre asks what happened to the magic to act in a way to get them stuck. So Lucian let out a harsh laugh. Something was sent from the shitholes of hell, he said. <laughs> then glanced around and swore. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. If word got back to her. Um, and Feyre's like, who? And Lucian just shuts her down. He's like, the less you know, the better. Which I highly disagree with. Because I feel like if they would have shared... Okay, but that's the spring courts. That's how they roll. I know. I will say, though, the reason why Lucian in that moment is so freaked out is because the last time he said something Mm. like that to uh, Amarantha, he lost an eyeball and got the scar on his face. So you're right. That's probably what he's thinking. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't. Yeah. One, I don't want to go through that again. And two, I don't know if he's even allowed to tell her. Like, what is he allowed to say? I know. I know. I guess they did try to give her clues in the way they could. Maybe I'm just, like, frustrated. <laughs> no, for sure. It's so frustrating. She she won in the end. She had to die, but she won. So you can't be like, but did you die? And she'd be like, yeah, I did. Actually, <laughs> I did, <laughs> did die. Did die? As a matter of fact. <laughs> Lucian also... She, Harry Potter? Right. Truly. Right. Lucian also says he wouldn't put it past a human to sell the info to the highest bidder. And she kind of like mulls over the information. So like now we know there is a her that scares Lucian enough to make him worried and make him afraid that someone's listening, someone's spying, and someone's monitoring his behavior. Even out here because they're not like in the estate. Right. They're outside of it. Yeah. uh, She's a pretty bad baddie. She's always watching. Always watching. <laughs> you can, I was guessing you got to do it in the voice. <laughs> you do it in the voice. Katie, Katie does really do good. It in the voice. What? Yeah. Do it. You just took a sip of water. You're good. <laughs> How does it go? Always watching. 
Excellent. So, quoting the book, it says, Printhian was ruled by seven high lords. Perhaps this she was whoever governed this territory. If not a high lord, then a high lady, if that was even possible. And I say, not yet, baby, not yet. (laughs) Cursebreaker making history, being the first one. But just a reminder, at this point, we do not know that Tamlin is the High Lord, which I was like, Ugh, did we not know that yet? She That's doesn't crazy. know until she meets like her bestie. Realize that. Yeah, she doesn't know. The best, our bestie, the cereal, is the one that tells her freaking... High Lord. And she's like, what? <laughs> the cereal hasn't made the cereal tea yet. Videos. I love the cereal <laughs> videos. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> so then Favorite asks Lucian, how old is he? And his response is, old. <laughs> And so she's then asking about his powers and if he can shapeshift like Tamlin. And he kind of seems annoyed, but he also like sees through her trying to ask these things because she's like, you're just trying to figure out like what my weaknesses are. But it does tell her that no, he cannot shapeshift, only Tamlin can. But while yes, this is his ability, all of the High Lords do have a beast form, so they all can shapeshift into their beast form. Um, and so this is quoting from later on in the book. It says, oh, all of the High Lords can. Each of us has a beast roaming beneath our skin, roaring to get out. While your Tamlin prefers fur, I find wings and talons to be more entertaining. And then way into Wings and Ruin and like chapter like 64 or something, we do see both Reese and Helion transform into their beast forms during the battle with Hybern. I don't think... And I could be wrong because I haven't reread that whole part yet. I, I don't know if we see any of the other High Lords transform into their beast forms. Um, but I was telling Tiffany that I did see because I was deep into like scouring the books this morning because I remember these conversations and everyone's like only Tamlin can tra- or can shapeshift. And I was like, yeah, but like. I know that Tamla or that Reese said like they all high lords have beast forms. I remembered it. So I found the sections. But I was also scouring the internet and someone was saying that they um they were like, What if um Tarquins is like Magikarp? And I was like, I know that's a Pokemon. <laughs> so good. That's a new one you can name, Sarah. Yay. Yeah, well we'll see if I remember it. <laughs> if that's if I do remember it, that's up to fifteen, just saying. So, Feyre then asks about um, how Andrus shapeshifted into a wolf, like just kind of like saying, like, "Oh, does he also have that power?" So then Lucian explains that Talon can also shape, well, also also shift others into shapes if need be. Um, and every time I think of just the word shape, I think like squares or like shape them into different beings. Um, and that would be a question that Squares. Sasa would ask Lucian. Um, but Favor probably doesn't think like that. <laughs> oh my God. So, like, if you needed a box, <laughs> that's technically a Anyways. cube. That's a 3D shape. That's true. That's, that's true. He needs the fourth dimension, Tiffany. That's what they need. I don't, so don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of hot air. So Tamlin shifted Andrus into a wolf so that he would look less fey like once he got over the wall. Um, and uh, even though he looked, he was bigger than the average wolf. So, like, obviously it didn't work out well for him right. in the end. But in the end, end, it did work out well for majority of the phase that are living in Printhian because they're no longer cursed. Some are just assholes. <laughs> Which one could argue is still a curse. <laughs> Correct. 
So Feyre thought about Tamlin maybe being able to shift her into like a different form, but because of the look that Lucian was giving her, she didn't even ask or didn't say anything about it. Um, And so he goes on to say, the high Fae don't have specific powers the way the lesser fairies do. I don't have a natural born affinity, if that's what you're asking. I don't clean everything in sight or lure mortals into a watery death or grant you the answers to whatever questions you may have if you trap me. We just exist to rule but like he does have fire magic so like i don't know yeah or whatever so then like obviously we know that you can lure um the cereal and get questions from him and then i was like didn't know the cleaning one like who cleans everything in sight because like can you come over to my house yeah really um and then the luring, luring mortals into a watery death. I was trying to look up. I'm like, is that water wraiths? Because we do see them. Or is it a um, kelpie? Well, according to like some internet sites, the idea of water wraiths originated in Scotland. This is from like supernaturalwiki.com. Um, Legit. So I don't know what this is from. But like some of them were saying like they do lure people. But like I know sirens mm-hmm. they sang yeah. um to get like m- specifically men to like jump ship and um, die. Yeah. But like the wraiths in Akatar, you don't really like it doesn't really say. So it says like we first meet them um specifically Fira does during the tithe mm-hmm. at the events of Under the Mound after that. Um, when one of them begs Tamlin, the High Lord, not to punish her and her sisters because they can't pay. In fact, their lake is empty of fishes and they are starving because water rates never stop eating. Tamlin refuses and tells her that she has three days to collect her payment. And then, you know, Fairy goes and gives her jewelry. Um, and then they end up helping her because Ugh. she helped pay their debt. Um, so back, like when they're going to get the book, yep. they help save her. Um, but even their parents, it doesn't say like... Their teeth are sharp and jagged like pikes. They have webbed fingers and jagged nails and webbed feet. And I don't know. Their skin is cold and clammy. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't like really say what they do. But I'm also not going to totally trust like the people in this book anyways. Because um, when he talks about the surreal, I have things to say. Any hoosies. And I don't know. And, and again, I don't know who like the one that's like. They clean everything. I, I don't know. But at least we know the last one. We know that's a surreal. Yeah. So favorite then asks if um, if she was one of them, or she's kind of just saying, like, if she was one of them, she'd probably be a lesser fairy, like Alice, waiting on them hand and foot. And Lucian's lack of a response was, like, response enough, being like, yep, yeah. that's exactly what she'd be doing, which is jokes on them. <laughs> she then thinks about the fact that he hates her and probably always will, so she decides to ask about a scar, because she doesn't care. <laughs> Not that she doesn't care, but she's like, you already hate me, so I'm just going to go for the jugular and ask you uh, this question. And his response was, I didn't keep my mouth shut and when I should have and was punished for it. So then Fair asks if Tamlin was the one who did it. Uh, but no, he wasn't even there, but he did help him get his uh, replacement eye. And so this is quoting from later on in the book. This is right before like she's gone. She's left the spring court. She went back home. She's back in the spring court. And now she's about to go under the mountain. It's the chapter before. So she this is the chapter where she finds out everything from Alice before she makes that descent. Um, and it says Lucian was sent to her as Tamlin's emissary to try to treat, try to treat for peace between them. She refused. And 
Lucian told her to go back to the shithole she crawled out of. She took his eye as punishment, carved it out with her own fingernail, then scarred ah. his face. She sent him back so bloody that Tamlin, the High Lord, vomited when he saw his friend. Ugh. So graphic, um, dude. Yeah. And then um, you do, and I don't know if it's mentioned here, if it's mentioned later, that um, it's a friend of, I think it's a friend of Lucian's, from the day court um nuan i believe is how you say their name they are an alchemist and master tinkerer for the dawn, from the dawn court i lied from the dawn court um but she is the one who made his eyeball so fun fact and i think you meet her in wings and ruin mm. um so then Feyre then latches on to what he says about fairies who will answer any question if you trap them, um, which we know she's good at doing that. She said it in this well thought, I guess it thought about it in this chapter. And he says, yes, the cereal, but they're old and wicked and not worth the danger of going out to find them. And if you're stupid enough to keep them so uh, keep looking so intrigued, I'm going to become rather suspicious and tell Tam to put you under house arrest. Interesting, because he does do that. Even though he tells him not to do it. So he like kind of tries to be in her corner, but like isn't very successful. Though I suppose you would deserve it if you were indeed stupid enough to seek one out. And I say, but like, okay, let's be honest. Like what the fuck really? Because the way that they treat the cereal, I hate it. I hate it so much. It could be a humongous. And it is, I would say a huge factor in the way that it's going to act towards you because the, the fairy, the fae basically like think that the cereal is like gross and disgusting and like horrible. And so, like, obviously, he's not going to be kind to you. So, uh, whatever. But because when Favor treats it with kindness, the cereal is kind back to her. Mm -hmm. Because we see it, I think she sees it in every single book. Um, So, like, in this one, she sees it and she frees it before running from the Naga herself. She shoots the arrow, or she shoots the, um, the rope that's tying it. And lets it free. And then, and I don't know, because I think that we've only ever seen the one cereal, right? So we only see the one. I I said to Tiffany, too, I'm like, every time you see it, it's like a capital letter, like it's someone's name. Mm-hmm. But, like, they treat it like it's a whole um, species of people. I don't know. Or species of fae, I should say. And then you see it again when um, Reese is, like, poisoned or whatever, and that's when she finds out, like, that's her mate. Um, and then in Wings and Ruin she goes um, and sees it by the the weaver's cottage and then it gets shot and she leaves but comes back and like stays with it while it's dying mm-hmm. um, and he always like it even says something like a really cute saying not cute but like um, it says fair Archeron a request leave this world a better place than how you found it like I cried I, yeah oh, straight so up sad. straight up I did yes so like it just makes it's like irritating that this whole the whole premise of this book is like favor goes into this goes into Perinthian as a human female a mortal hating fay and then she gets she becomes a part of it but like never once when she's in here like she treats the surreal with like respect and kindness when they when they have the other lesser fairy with the wings yep. like 
ripped off. Yep. She holds his hand yep. and waits till he dies so he's not alone. Yep. Um, and like never once, like with the water rates, never once mm-hmm. does she act like she's better than them. And I and and I think that's a huge part of why she uh is good in a leadership position because obviously we see her later on. She is the high lady of the night court and why she's so successful and why people are in her corner because she cares so much. Yeah. And I, with the, um, with the water wraith, like she does that without any kind of hidden agenda, without mm-hmm. wanting anything in return, just because she knows what it's like and mm-hmm. very adamantly doesn't want anybody else to have to live that way. And it's just, she's a good egg. Yes. Yes. Um, it just is like, it just speaks volumes of her character, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so then Lucian whips his head to the right, and that's when Feyre starts, she picks up the bow and arrow, and she's pointing it to, like, where he's looking because of his reaction. Um, and so then he tells her to put it down, and he has to tell her, like, several times, and, like, the the... the Tone of his voice is like, this is serious. This is very serious. So he tells her, put it down and look straight ahead. So she does what she's told. She can, but like, she does it. And that's then when she hears something rustling, like in the bushes, something's moving. Um, and then Lucian tells her, don't react. No matter what you feel or see, don't react. Don't look. Just stare ahead. And so this had her trembling. Her hands are sweating. Um, and where she might have thought that this was a prank that he was pulling on her, um, except for the fact that all of the color from his face has drained. So she knows that, like, this is serious. Because even the horses that they're riding, like, seem to be listening to Lucian because their ears have flattened down their head. But they, like, continue to, like, walk straight. Um, and that's when Feyre feels it. And, like, that's the end of the chapters. She feels something. Dun, 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 dun. That's it. Oh, that's it. That's that's the end of the chapter. That's it. Good All job, right. everyone. Good job. Way to be. Ugh, I don't We're want getting to, through it. I don't want to talk about the serial dying. That makes well, me so we've sad. got a while. I know. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to. <sighs> All right. You can find your hosts on Instagram. Myself and Meg are at the Petrus family. Tiffany is at Tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is O'Malley. And that's with three H's. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. We appreciate you so much. Take care and remember, only you can decide what breaks you. <laughs>